a roundup of the main business news from China and elsewhere. This is Global Business. Coming up on Global Business, a spring festival spending boom. We continue to track the surge in retail and tourism consumption in China as the country marks day five of the eight-day holiday break. The outlook on China. J.P. Morgan says China should not be treated as uninvestable. While Standard Chartered says the country's new economy is booming. And easing inflation, lingering costs. Price increases continue to slow in the U.S., but some costs remain high, which could impact President Joe Biden's re-election chances. Welcome everyone to Global Business here on CGTN. I'm Michael Wong in Beijing. Well, today is the fifth day of the Chinese New Year, and festivities are in full swing across the country. The holiday travel rush remains strong, with railways accommodating approximately 12.8 million passenger trips on Tuesday alone, with popular destinations including right here in Beijing, in Shanghai, and Chengdu experiencing particularly high traffic. In Jiangmen City, located in South China's Guangdong Province, centuries-old buildings are adorned with decorative lights in large spring festival couplets, offering tourists a chance to take part in local traditions. Similarly, in Shandong's Tengzhou City, vibrant lanterns line the streets, providing both residents and tourists with picturesque photo opportunities. Meanwhile, in Suzhou City's Old Town, located in East China's Jiangsu Province, lively folk performances and games add to the vibrant and festive atmosphere. Well, Southwest China's Sichuan Province is hosting a wide variety of celebrations and events over the week-long Spring Festival holiday. They're drawing in thousands of local and foreign tourists to the provincial capital of Chengdu. Uh, Zheng Sunwu has more. Chengdu's Wuhouzi or Wuhou Shrine Museum commemorates Liu Bei and Zhuge Liang's roles as king and minister of the Shu Kingdom almost 2,000 years ago. Today is also a temple hosting traditional celebrations over the Spring Festival. A big affair combining tradition and technology is being held at Wuhouzi. Travelers here can learn Chinese traditions and history. It's just in the middle of the week-long holiday, but over 100,000 people have already visited. The fair has been held annually in Wuhou Shrine Museum since 2005. This year, there are lantern shows, sacrifices for ancestors, and artistic performances. The lanterns combine traditional artistic skills with augmented reality. The fair provides an opportunity to taste the local food and experience the Sichuan opera while also promoting Chinese culture. We all celebrate our spring festival, thus we highlight its atmosphere, customs and traditions. Of course, the three kingdom culture like loyalty, tenacity and virtue is also a core part of traditional Chinese culture. So we hope visitors will feel the power of our culture through this fear. For those who know little about the history and the culture of Sichuan province, the annual event is a highly educational experience. We came here with our friend who's from China and we visited Chengdu, I think mainly because of the pandas. and. It's really interesting. This is like completely new to me. It's my first time in Asia, so really new experience and very nice to see. Yeah, it's very interesting. We tried a lot of different food and we learned a lot about the history as well. 
So, yeah, it's a very good. It's our first full day in Chengdu today. So, yeah, it's been a really nice day. I came here to learn because I don't know much about the culture here, including Chengdu's and even Sichuan's. The natural scenery and traditional custom here are profound. Organizers remain true to local spring festival traditions, but continue to look for ways to innovate. One result is an increasingly younger crowd, with many flocking to the temple this year despite having more and more options to celebrate the holiday season. Chen Song, CGTN, Chengdu, Sichuan Province. And here on Global Business, our reporters are going across the country for an on-the-ground look at China's spring festival consumption. Our Ho Jing is in central China's Henan province with a closer look at how local residents there are celebrating the Chinese New Year. Hello, Michael. Happy Chinese New Year of the Long. I'm currently at Yuntai Mountain in central China's Henan province. Today marks the fifth day of the Chinese Lunar New Year, traditionally a day dedicated to worshipping the Chinese god of wealth. Across China and major cities worldwide, people are engaging in activities to welcome the god of wealth. And Yuntai Mountain is no exception. Here we have the Chinese god of wealth. Seeing the god of wealth is believed to bring good fortune and prosperity in the new year. In addition to the parade, Yuntai Mountain offers various traditional Chinese activities for visitors. These include the long dance, which is a must-have for the year of the long, as well as the uh, line dance, face-changing performances, and one of my personal favorites, the amazing fire-spitting show. These performances aim to bring joy and prosperity in the new year. And furthermore, Yuntai Mountain provides traditional festive hot food for visitors, such as or uh, steamed sponge cake, which symbolizes good wishes for financial abundance and a sweeter life in the new year. Additionally, they have brought in some of the best traditional Chinese medicine doctors to offer free medical diagnosis, ensuring visitors enjoy a healthy and diseases-free year. Data collected shows that Yuntai Mountain receives a total of 160,000 domestic tourists in the first four days of the Spring Festival, marking a 48% increase compared to the same period in 2023. Among these tourists, 60% are from outside the provinces, mainly from uh, provinces and cities like Shandong, Shanxi, Anhui, Beijing, Tianjin, as well as the city in the Yangtze River Delta and Pearl River Delta. Furthermore, over 80% of the visitors are young people in the uh, 20s, 30s, and 40s. As you can see, this is the top performer in the Chinese test. And Henan province holds great significance in the Chinese culture, and in recent years, it has gained popularity among young people due to its rich cultural activities and programs. There is a growing trend of prioritizing joyful experiences such as travel and performances over material consumption uh, during festive holidays. The concept of emotional value is increasingly emphasized in various scenarios. So Michael, I warmly invite you to come to Yuntai Mountain and experience the festive atmosphere here after days of work. The celebration continued until the Lantern Festival in about 10 days. So earlier, I also talked to uh, some of the visitors to hear about their thoughts on the time spent in Yuntai Mountain during the Spring Festival. So before handing the, program, uh, the microphone over to them, I would like to once again wish you a happy and prosperous Chinese New Year of the Low. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 
We are from the nearby city of Changyuan. We discovered through short video platforms that Yuntai Mountain is incredibly popular. Hanfu is one of our favorite styles clothing. For the Spring Festival holiday, we specifically chose to wear these red Hanfu outfits to take beautiful pictures here. As today is the fifth day of the Chinese lunar calendar, we came to pay our respects to the Chinese god of wealth at the Temple of Wealth here, and also to admire the stunning icefall. I am so excited to see all the beautiful decorations and how friendly the people are here. I'm very happy to be here in China in the Yuntai Mountains, this beautiful natural park. And uh, it's my first time in China, and I'm very, very pleased to be here, uh, especially for the Chinese New Year. It was very beautiful to get to know this Chinese tradition because, I'm, as I said, I've never been in China. And wow. people are really, really friendly and open, and it's a big pleasure for me to be here. Wow, such a festive atmosphere over there. Of course, we wish our Ho Jing a happy Chinese New Year as well. Our Ho Jing reporting for us there in the beautiful Yuntai Mountains of central China's Henan province. All right, for more on China's spring festival consumption, I want to bring in Mr. Liu Zhiqin, a senior fellow at Renmin University's Chongyang Institute for Financial Studies. Mr. Liu, happy Chinese New Year to you. So let's talk about consumption, shall we? Because the scale of consumption during the spring festival period is absolutely gargantuan, I feel. Just movie ticket sales alone, that number have now surpassed 5.2 billion yuan, or some 730 million U.S. dollars in five days. Some 9 billion passenger trips expected to be made during the spring festival break. So that's an annual challenge, of course, to the country's transportation system every single year. So how is China able to ensure that supply meets this massive demand seen during the holiday break while also maintaining price stability? I should say that China has well prepared for such a great event. As we know, the spring festival is the major event in the year for whole China. So that's why from the government locally and also from top government has well prepared to deal with the challenges and the uncertainty of this event. So especially the first priority, as we know, that the infrastructure has been well managed in the past years, especially to deal with such a high uh, intensified uh, travelers for the people. And also, secondly, we have more products and opportunities to enable to meet the demands of the people. For instance, many people like to have a reunion in the cinema to see new movies, to get the enjoyable in different ways, not only in the uh, in the temple fair or in the, uh, on the traveler. So that's why the box uh, is very high in China. Every day is one billion. So this is uh, uh, tremendously the, the increase of the box uh, consumption. And the sec sec secondly, we see that all these infrastructures well-managed, well-systematic, that uh, prepared all opportunities for people to travel, where to go, how to go, and when to go. So in this way, all the generations and the people, they can take a railway, they can self-driving, take air tickets, travel to everywhere where they want to learn a lot from the history, from the culture, from the local customers. So in this way, at this time, we can see a big emancipation of the people's enthusiasm for traveling and for spending. 
So this is shows that uh, advantage of our economic recovery. This is a real that the recovery uh, signal to the world that China's economic is coming back with a high, high to say high temperature of the uh, spending and also the high speed of development in economically. So from the consumption side, we can see a lot of uh, dreams have been realized during the past five years and in the rest of the three years I can see a big jump again that we can see a lot of consumption trend will be happened. I mean, it is absolutely mind-boggling, Mr. Liu, in terms of how this transportation system handles some 9 billion passenger trips during a span of just 15 to 30 days. Uh, you mentioned consumption. Let's expand on that a little bit more. So tourism spend, that's absolutely surging during the spring festival period. Travel booking platform, ctrip.com, saying that this year's spring festival period saw travel reservations surpassing last year's figures by more than sevenfold. What does that say about consumption here in China? That's to say that... Uh consumption trend in China will be well developed in the future. As we know that even in the past years, this travel trend in China is increasing rapidly every year, even during the pandemic, three years difficulties. But nowadays, many people try to describe this consumption inspiration as so-called revenge consumption. But I don't think, don't think this is a real uh, revenge consumption. This is the nature of the Chinese culture, the nature of the Chinese people. They are willing to spend their uh, good time to, together with the family reunion. So this is a very important signal and, and uh, the phenomenon that to show that the Chinese culture and the Chinese people are willing to share all this happiness with the uh, rest of the world because all this travel not only in domestic market but all asian countries and the european countries my friend in switzerland in germany called me said they saw so many chinese that are now in european in their own, own cities in at the moment they're surprised they know that the chinese travelers will come soon come back soon but so quick with so big a scale that they're still under uh, beyond their expectation, but it has already improved and uh, simulated the local consumption in the supermarket, in the shopping center, even in the restaurant and the hotels locally. So that shows that the Chinese economy really comes back. This is the pre precondition. And secondly, that the Chinese inspiration for tourism industry is well supportive for the uh, government and also for the development of the whole economy. Yeah, Chinese outbound travel is definitely bouncing back this year and Chinese tourists, well, they are definitely willing to spend. Mr. Liu, many thanks for your thoughts on all of that. Stay with us. We're going to come back to you in just a short moment. And do stay with Global Business. We'll be back right after this. And a look now at how global investors are viewing China's economy. J.P. Morgan strategist John Bilton says despite China facing economic difficulties, it should not be treated as uninvestable. Bilton says there are still investment opportunities for government debt and individual stocks. Meanwhile, Standard Chartered CEO Bill Winters says investors are keeping a close eye on China. He says China is undergoing a major transition from the old economy to the new, and it's booming with emerging industries related to electric vehicles, the entire supply chain, sustainable finance, and sustainable development. Winters says this shows China still has great potential and many opportunities. 
And speaking of Standard Chartered, earlier I spoke to the chairman of Standard Chartered, Jose Binyals, to get his thoughts on China's economy. Take a listen. The global economy right now, of course, facing a lot of headwinds. So what are your expectations for China's recovery for the remainder of the year? And if we zoom out a little bit more and take a look at the long term, are those long-term structural drivers of growth for China, are those still robust, do you think? Thinking of the short term first and then the long term. On the short term, it's true that the first quarter was about 4.5% growth. Uh, my impression is that the second quarter is going to be better. Mm -hmm. And uh, my um, expectation is that the target of the authorities, the 5% growth rate for the current year, will be met or even surpassed. Our in-house view is that China will conclude the year with a growth rate which is around 5.4%, which I think is good. Now, if you look at uh, where the rest of the world is, particularly the West, uh, this growth rate is significantly better than what is expected in the United States and in Europe, where growth rates would be you know, close to 0%, maybe with a plus, maybe with a minus sign, but would not go beyond that. So I think that this is, this is good overall for China. But again, the recovery is not yet finished. There are some uncertainties in the short term. The real estate sector continues to present some challenges that are being addressed, but this will take time to digest. But overall, I think that beyond these issues, China will have a, 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 a healthy 2023 in terms of growth. Mm. Now, if we look at the medium term, I think that there is... Uh, there are two factors which are critical for uh, determining China's growth. One is population, demographics, and the other one is productivity. Well, as the second largest economy in the world, China is a crucial driver of the global economy, especially during the Spring Festival holiday when people focus on travel and shopping. According to the National Immigration Office, daily passenger entries and exits at China's border checkpoints are expected to reach an average of 1.8 million during the holiday. That's up 330 percent compared with the same period last year and close to pre-pandemic levels. Meanwhile, as younger generations begin to have their own spending power to celebrate the Spring Festival, sales of imported foods are surging. The most popular choices are Boston lobsters from America, salmon from Australia, and cherries from Chile. Some analysts say the Chinese New Year holiday has extended the Christmas shopping season by about one month. For more on what China's Spring Festival celebrations mean for the global economy, let's bring back Mr. Liu Zhiqin from the Chongyang Institute for Financial Studies. So, Mr. Liu, how do you see the growing impact of China's Spring Festival consumption on the global economy, especially when it comes to China increasing imports during this period and the implications for the future development of cross-border e-commerce? I think in a special sense, we can say that China's Spring Festival is also a a state and national fair. That means that uh, we have more important export business during this uh, spring festival. That shows the good potential that of China's openness, uh, openness in the market, especially as we know that the China's market has prepared so uh, well a good supply chain because we have so many millions of uh, uh, goods and products in the market to meet the demands of the different people from different uh, Areas. So this is a very big uh, job, a big project for any uh, organization. But, but uh, we can see, if till today, we can see that everything is well organized. So there's no any supply shortage happened in different areas. 
from the transportation or not from food, caterings and accommodations, and everything that is well is well done. I think this is, a, of course, we have the benefits from the import business in the past months that we have so many goods from different areas and the cities and the countries. That's why we have so good supply uh, uh, effort to meet all these uh, travelers' needs. And uh, the other side, the Chinese producers and the manufacturer have been well uh, organized also to provide all opportunities and the capabilities to produce all things that uh, to uh, first demand and satisf satisfy the needs of the people. So in this way, from northern to southern, from east to west, we can see all the people are happy to enjoy their lives, especially not only for the luxurious product, but also for normal daily use. The daily necessity are the most important thing for the uh, daily use for the daily travelers. So it's the, when we see that, that the caterings, even the normal drinks and the provided in locally, so fantastic that, that the people there feel very relaxing, no more that uh, nervous and uh, no more in the hectic that uh, to try to get the more things to for need or personal needs. But now there's everything is full, fully supplied. This is a very good signal to the world, especially to the global market that China is not only a factory of the world, but it's also a market of the world products. Yeah, so Mr. Liu, I don't know about you for myself. For the spring festival period, I got myself some pomelos from Thailand, some seafood from Chile, some maple water from Canada. So how can international players better leverage China's spring festival consumption boom as a point of growth right after the Christmas season holiday shopping spree? In order to give you my answer to your explanation, I think I have such ideas that when we propose in the world to build up a shared future for, for human beings, for mankind, I think that one of the points is a very important thing that we should have a shared festival. That now today's spring festival is becoming international festival. It's becoming a shared festival all over the countries because the UN has already officially recognized this China's spring festival as the international festival, as the UN one event. Even in the United States, in the in in New York, I think all schools they have already officially one day holiday in the spring festival this is the, the first uh, un that up uh, the united states the, the state level has such a uh, law so this is very important to show that all these uh, international players have to join together to benefit from this china's spring festival not only for the enjoyable but also from the consumption of the goods that are produced from, from each country. That shows so-called the market openness and also inclusiveness of the consumption. Because Chinese people in the past always try to ensure or to enjoy their own product, own style. But nowadays, I think that with open market, together with open-minded, and also the appetite also open Opened. That's why we accept all products from different countries from, with different styles in order to enrich our culture, to enrich our prosperity. So that's why we say that Spring Festival is not only a China's Spring Festival, it belongs 
echo the whole world. All right, Mr. Liu, many thanks for your perspectives on all of that. Liu Zhiqin is senior fellow at Renmin University's Chongyang Institute for Financial Studies. Thank you. Well, the latest numbers show U.S. inflation is continuing to drop towards the central bank's target range, but some costs still remain high, such as housing and eating out. Well, that could in part explain why the overall slowdown in U.S. inflation doesn't appear to be helping President Joe Biden. Our own Faircloth explains. For Joe Biden, the latest inflation numbers should be a gift as he tries to win a second presidential term on his economic record. The U.S. president addressing local government leaders on Monday, just hours before January's inflation data, showed prices increasing by 3.1 percent on an annual basis. That's a drop on December, and testament to how policymakers defied expectations by reducing inflation, running up more than nine percent in the summer of 2022. Without derailing the economy, and it's a global trend, according to the International Monetary Fund. The world economy is now poised for this soft landing we have been dreaming for. Even so, polls suggest not all voters are feeling these positive economic indicators touted by Biden. While the cost of groceries has dropped, the cost of restaurant dining climbed more than five percent last month, and consumers are noticing. Fast food chain McDonald's admitted prices it raised by double digits over each of the past two years have been deterring lower-income families, and that persistent, if somewhat isolated, inflation is one reason the U.S. Federal Reserve isn't quite ready to start reducing the benchmark interest rate it ramped up to drive down inflation towards its two percent target. Owen Fairclough, CGTN, Washington. To shipping disruptions in the Red Sea, where Djibouti says it is closely following developments in the Red Sea as Yemen's Houthi attacks on vessels continue to threaten international shipping. Our Mohammed Kahie reports from Mogadishu. The president of Djibouti, Smail Omar Gale, says his country is closely monitoring the situation in the Red Sea, where attacks on ships by Houthis have intensified. Djibouti is situated on the Bab Al Mandeb Strait. One of the most vital waterways in the world, and is strategically important militarily. President Gale says his country will cooperate with global powers, which have naval bases in the country, to ensure the security of the strait. However, he emphasized that Djibouti is neutral and will not be part of the international coalition led by the U.S. and U.K. that has launched attacks in Yemen. During an exclusive interview with CGTN last week. Djibouti's economy and finance minister Elias Musa Dawale confirmed that there is decline in transshipment traffic in Djibouti ports due to Houthi attacks, leading to significant economic loss. Authorities in Djibouti, however, said they're taking all measures to ensure that the conflict along its water border will not impact the supply of basic items in its markets. Hamid Kahi, CGTN, Mogadishu, Somalia. And with that, we're going to wrap up this edition of Global Business here on CGTN. I'm Michael Wong here in Beijing. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next time.